It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. All right, guys, you are Locked On Falcons. I'm your host, Aaron Freeman. And today we're beginning our NFC South Summer Series talking with the various hosts of the Locked On podcast in the NFC South. Kicking off today with Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson to preview this Saints team and talk about which quarterback the Falcons will be facing later this year in November, Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill. You are Locked On Falcons, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, guys, you know me. I'm Aaron Freeman. I've been covering the Falcons for many years, formerly at FalcFans.com. RIP, still going strong, however, on Twitter at FalcFans. And, of course, the host of this world-renowned Locked On Falcons podcast, your daily Atlanta Falcons podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode features my conversation with Ross Jackson, the host of the Locked On Saints podcast, as we gear up for training camp and taking a break from the Falcons training camp preview to look at some of the other NFC South rival teams. Of course, we want to get the low down on uh, our rivals. And of course, you know, what better way to start it with the most hated team on the face of the planet in the new Orleans saints here with Ross Jackson of the lockdown saints. And of course, Ross joins me to talk about the various position battles, training camp preview and whatnot. And obviously, you know, this has some implications for you fantasy folks out there that are looking to get the edge, but you know, who also can help you get that edge to help you win your fantasy league this year. That is of course, Vinny Iyer, the host of the locked on fantasy football podcast, giving you that daily edge, that data that you need so that your fantasy squad never fails. Subscribe to the locked on fantasy football podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. So without much further ado, let's sort of jump into my conversation with Ross Jackson where we talk about who's going to be the Saints starting quarterback, how big a role Alvin Kamara is going to have if this Saints defense is capable of carrying that team. How do the Saints continue to manage to get under the salary cap and looking at some key uh, training camp positional battles as well as this 2021 Saints draft class uh, to kick things off. So we'll jump into that conversation with Ross Jackson right now. All right, guys, you are locked on Falcons. And of course, I'm joined by another illustrious guest, none other than the host of the Locked On Saints podcast. That is Ross Jackson. And today we are doing our pre-training camp crossover series where I look at these NFC South opponents and rivals and sort of see what the big storylines are entering training camp in this upcoming season. Look back at their offseason moves. And Ross is going to join us to talk about sort of the transition that the Saints are having from the Drew Brees era into whoever is the next quarterback of the Saints. And we'll get into that topic as we get further on today's Lockdown Falcons. But Ross, I want to welcome you back to the show. Thanks, buddy. No, it's always a pleasure to be here with you. I love any time that we get to do our crossovers. We usually get to do them at least two times a year. So it's always exciting to be able to do one here, kind of out front projecting what we might be talking about later on in the year. Be interested to see how different the conversation is (laughs) come to the point where we're actually previewing games. 
Yeah, so um, you know, getting into the Saints offseason, obviously their biggest change was uh the retirement of Drew Brees and the changeover mm-hmm. to his successor at the quarterback position. And I don't want to necessarily put words into your mouth, Ross, but from listening to you and talking with you last year, you seem to be on hashtag Team Jameis as for the guy that should be the replacement for Drew Brees. But um, does that you know remain your preference? And do you sort of see head coach Sean Payton leaning in that direction, or will we have to endure another year of the Taysom Hill experiment? Yeah, I, I think it's going to be very interesting to watch. Here's what I'll say: for me, this is still very much. Jameis Winston. Like, this should be Jameis Winston going into 2021. He should be the next quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. However, this is a legitimate quarterback battle between the two of them. You talk about Jameis Winston as being somebody that has five years of NFL starting experience, was the first overall selection. All those things speak to his benefit. And, of course, he has some questions to answer himself when it comes to turnovers, interceptions in particular, and then, of course, trying to bounce back from that 2019 season where he threw 30 in them things. So I think that that becomes a big part of, obviously, his evaluation process. But it is going to be a genuine quarterback competition because even though Taysom Hill only has four years of starting NFL experience, uh, excuse me, four uh, games of starting NFL experience, two of them are against division uh, division rival that he has played against and has been familiar with and has helped game plan against before. One of those games was also against an emergency quarterback, former wide receiver Kendall Hinton from Wake Forest that came through with everything going on with the Denver Broncos. And so we haven't really gotten a full look at Taysom Hill and he deserves to get a full look because he's been with this team long enough and he gets an out he should deserve to get an opportunity and a legitimate look here during training camp and obviously sean payton and the coaching staff absolutely love him so this will be a legitimate competition between those two quarterbacks but for me right now Jameis is in the lead well i'm very familiar with Taysom hill's experience with uh an nfc south rival <laughs> uh much to my chagrin but uh he really he really has has had good success against the Falcons for whatever reason. I don't know what it is, but it it's is. just that's the game he shows up for every time. I, you know, there's no matter how far you back you go, there's always some Falcons killer on the Saints. You know, Deuce McAllister right. for a very long time, and mm-hmm. for some reason it's become Taysom Hill. And I, I don't understand <laughs> it. You know, it's like Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara. But somehow Taysom Hill is the guy that gives the Falcons no problem. <laughs> um, but, you know, talking about this offense – and, you know, I'm curious to sort of see what is your expectation for the ceiling for the Saints offense with either quarterback, whether it's a Taysom Hill led offense or a Jameis Winston led offense. And, you know, regardless of sort of who wins that competition, do you sort of see the Saints further transitioning to more of a run first Alvin Kamara led offense than necessarily the Michael Thomas led offense that they have been the last couple of years with Drew Brees at the helm uh, to sort of help compensate for this quarterback change? Yeah, I think in either case, you see a little bit more of a run heavy approach coming from the New Orleans Saints going into 2021. If it's with Jameis Winston at quarterback, then it's led by the, you know, the two headed, the two headed attack of Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray. If it is a Taysom Hill-led offense, then you obviously see Taysom Hill becoming a part of that. And then if Jameis is the quarterback, Taysom Hill is still a part of the offense as well. And then the short passing game, which the New Orleans Saints use as an extension of the run game, also I think I factor into that run game as well in the midst of trying to also set up deeper shots and they've had the ability to take over the last couple of years because you have a stronger armed quarterback in either Taysom Hill and then especially in Jameis Winston, of course. So I think that the offense in terms of its its ability to be conservative and to be surgical and precise does not change. That is Sean Payton's system, regardless of who the quarterback is and who's under center, who's calling the shots. And 
maybe you add a little bit more of a downfield threat or element with either one of these quarterbacks in terms of being able to get the ball down the field, but it's not a, a an offense that all of a sudden becomes predicated by the deep ball. It's still an offense that becomes predicated by taking care of the ball, taking up clock, and and maintaining possession as much as they can. Now, we talked about the quarterback change and sort of the other big overarching topic that, you know, surrounded the Saints offseason was their salary cap situation. We'll get into that coming up on today's Lockdown Falcons, as well as turning our attention to how good this Saints defense can be and whether or not it can be sort of the foundation for their success moving forward. And we'll continue that conversation here with Ross Jackson, the host of the Lockdown Saints podcast here on the Lockdown Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, since we're sort of talking about Falcons adjacent stuff, talking about the Saints with Ross Jackson, I might as well go ahead and plug another Locked On podcast that talks about the Falcons, talks about the Saints, as well as all 30 other NFL teams. That's, of course, the Locked On NFL podcast where you can find Ross. Every Tuesday, joined by Luke Braun of the Lockdown Vikings podcast, and every day you get a, a new set of hosts on Lockdown NFL covering you all the biggest stories around the NFL. Check out the Lockdown NFL podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. BetOnline gives you the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And, of course, there's no time like now to get started at BetOnline. Of course, you have the NBA playoffs. You got the British Open and Summer Olympics coming up. Of course, baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all that action at BetOnline. And it's not just sports because since Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, you can get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Just head over to the website or use your mobile device today to sign up at BetOnline.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. So continuing our crossover NFC South Saints 2021 preview here on Lockdown Falcons with host of the Lockdown Saints podcast, Ross Jackson. You know, we've talked a little bit about the offense and the quarterback change. I want to talk on our attention to the Saints defense and they finished second in DVOA last year, according to football outsiders. And while they certainly did lose some starters this offseason in their salary cap purge, you know, they were able to retain some key cornerstone pieces like Cameron Jordan, Demario Davis, Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Williams, etc. And throughout the Bruise era, they have been much more of a known for their potent offense. And I do wonder, sort of, you know, in a post-Breeze era, are they going to be morphed more into a defensive forward team? And can this Saints defense be good enough to sort of keep them in playoff contention should the offense take a significant step backward? 
Yeah, I think if you look at the last four years, the Saints defense has really already led the way. I mean, you look at them as a 17th ranked defense in 2017, up to 14th, up to 11th, and then up to 4th last year in terms of total defense. And so I think that the defense has been a huge part, particularly 2018 through 2020, to their success, maybe even more so than the offense, which dealt with eight games without, or excuse me, nine games without their starting quarterback. And of course, also dealt with several games without their star wide receiver and a down year in 2019 for Alvin Kamara. So they had to combat all of that over the course of the last couple of seasons. The defense was a huge part of that. Now, one of the things that was so remarkable about the defense during that stretch was the cohesion and consistency amongst being able to retain those players. In the 2021 offseason, heading now into this next season, the Saints lost three of their top six defensive linemen in terms of uh, in terms of defensive snaps in Trey Hendrickson, Sheldon Rankins, and Malcolm Brown. That's big. That's a lot to lose, especially in a team that has been so phenomenal against the run over the course of the last few seasons, the last few years. So it'll be interesting to see how they combat that. Obviously, they go out there, they draft Peyton Turner, but is he going to give you, or is Marcus Davenport going to give you the 13 and a half sacks that you lost with Trey Hendrickson heading over to Cincy? Does Cam Jordan have a better season this year, or let me say a more statistically productive season this year than what he had last year and can David Onyemata now be the guy in the middle which I think arguably he has been even when Sheldon Rankins was a New Orleans Saint so who steps up next to David Onyemata so the defensive line will be something big to watch the linebacker position got a big boost last year when the Saints traded for Quan Alexander who unfortunately went down with that Achilles injury after seven after seven games with the Saints that was a huge part of their big step forward last year was the ability to be able to take away the middle of the field. Can a rookie Pete Werner from Ohio State step in and have the same type of an effect? We simply don't know yet. And then, of course, we don't know the overall fate of Marshawn Lattimore, who had an offseason arrest in Ohio, and what that could mean for him early on in the season in terms of suspension conversations from the NFL. We'll see what that ends up being, if anything at all. And then, of course, the spot opposite Marshawn Lattimore is wide open with the loss of Janoris Jenkins. Who do they get to fill that? Or is it a rookie like Paul Sinadipo, who actually hasn't played football in two years, to you know be the guy to go out there and try to stall a, a, a Calvin Ridley for instance, that could be very tough for the Saints defense. So can they lead the way? I honestly don't know. There's a lot to learn in terms of all three levels of this defense before you can really feel super confident about it. I feel confident in the coaching staff, but we'll have to see what the young personnel can turn out and do their first year. Now, I mentioned the salary cap purge earlier, and the Saints, I believe, entered the offseason roughly $100 million over the 2021 salary cap. But Kai Hartley, in his vile black sorcery, did it again, managed to keep most of the roster intact and even managed to place a franchise tag on safety Marcus Williams, who I thought potentially could have been a top target for the Falcons should he have reached the open market as a free agent. And I know Falcon fans have been predicting the Saints' demise at the hand of the salary cap for many, many years and are baffled by the fact that the Saints somehow managed to keep chugging along Meanwhile, the Falcons seem to be hamstrung by their salary cap situation this past offseason. So how do they keep doing it? Is it truly black magic? Um, it, it's a little bit of sorcery. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, no, I think a, a large part of this is that they're in the process of just making it somebody else's problem. 
And that becomes a big part of what happens when you continue to restructure. And I, so I know that a lot of folks look at the Saints' ability to continue to kick the can down the road and restructure contract after contract after contract to continue to move money down the way as something that will eventually catch up to them. But as long as this regime is here, Kai Harley, who's been their vice president of football administration, their cap guru, Mickey Loomis, their general manager, as long as those guys are there – they can just continue to push that buck further and further down the road. Now, 2022 can be a bit of a struggle for the Saints coming up because they're already over $20 million over the salary cap next year and have about 40 players on next year's roster. And they'll need 90 going into training camp, 53 in order to actually have a roster next season, not including a, a practice squad, maybe even more depending upon how roster numbers shift with the additional game. So next year might be the year to where people get the point and say, ah, it finally happened, but we'll see. They've done a lot of crafty things, like they just uh, extended Ryan Ramchek, and they preemptively added an $8.5 million roster bonus next year on that, that they'll be able to restructure and save themselves about, mm, I would say, four-fifths of that next season. So they've already built in cap-saving measures looking ahead to 2022, but they also don't have a quarterback on the roster for 2022 outside of Ian Book. So there will be a lot of questions to answer, especially if one of those quarterbacks, Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston, actually ends up panning out and has a spectacular season next year. How are they going to retain that quarterback and get themselves under the salary cap while continuing to retain pieces? So next season will be the season to watch. But after that, if the Saints end up making it out of that mostly unscathed like they did this offseason, then a big portion of this all disappears once the salary cap sees its big rise thanks to the $100 billion TV deal that the, that the NFL closed out over the course of the offseason. So we're going to continue the conversation here with Ross Jackson, the host of Locked on Saints, talk a little bit more about the Saints draft class, as well as maybe some key positional battles uh, entering training camp right here on the Locked on Falcons podcast. But before we get there, guys, since we're on the subject of draft classes, and if you're one of those people that wants to get a head start on the 2022 draft class, of course, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there. There you can find the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, hosted by Trevor Sikama and Ben Solak, as well as the Draft Dudes Podcast, hosted by Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino. And you can find them both on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, with ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts chain store to stock all the parts that you need. Why wait while the person behind the counter order parts on their computer when you already have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home or that phone in your pocket? Save time and money when using rockauto.com. You'll spend up to twice as much for the same parts when you order from a chain store or go to a car dealership. Meanwhile, rockauto.com's prices are always reliably low and the same for every customer. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website yourself today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Now, did you know Built Bar, which is the best tasting protein bar on the market, has several delicious flavors. If you're a big fan of the coconut almond like me, or you prefer cookies and cream, cherry, barcia, mint, brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, coconut, or raspberry, there's something for everyone. And there's, of course, the occasional limited time flavor. You can get things like grasshopper cookie, German chocolate cake, and all summer long, they have orange and strawberry on sale now. You can try them all with a mix box. 
and you'll want to get that healthy snack that tastes just like a candy bar and you'll get none of the guilt. Built Bars contain 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, taste just like a candy bar. And it's not just about their great taste. They're healthy too. They're low in sugar and calories, high in protein and fiber. Just head over to the website at BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. So wrapping up today's Locked On Falcons crossover with host uh, Ross Jackson of the Locked On Saints podcast, I want to get into the Saints draft class. You've already touched upon some of the players that they added, like Peyton Turner, Pete mm-hmm. Warner, and Paulson Adebo. Um, you know, of those players, and obviously the, the Saints were keen on addressing their defense with those top three selections in this past year's draft, but of those players, who do you sort of expect could have the most impact on the team this season as well as in future seasons. Yeah, I think Pete Werner might be the most pro-ready uh, uh, prospect that they brought in in this in this six-person draft class, which is unusual for the New Orleans Saints. They're usually drafting like three people and then dipping by the end of the second day. So it was interesting to see them have that and have an estimated nine selections going into next year. So it's going to be a little bit wild uh, over the course of the next couple of seasons. But uh, Pete Werner is probably the most pro-ready guy. That's one of those, if I can use the cliche, uh, jack of all trades, master of none. Like there's not anything that he's really elite at outside of maybe pursuit from the second level, even though he's not a second level pass rusher by trait. He's really good as a second level guy that's asked to rush the passer here and there. But he climbs the, you know, he moves laterally very well. He's able to uh, climb the defensive or climb the offensive line rather in order to make some lateral tackles on running backs that are running opposite him or running parallel to him. He does a good job carrying tight ends up the scene. He does a good seam and does a good job uh, putting pursuit and putting pressure on quarterbacks. So he does a lot of things well. And I think that he will have the most immediate impact if he's able to win that linebacker spot next to Mario Davis, which is currently wide open. But the one that I'm looking for to maybe have the long-term impact for the New Orleans Saints is actually Peyton Turner, the defensive end out of Houston who they invested their first-round draft pick in. There was all this conversation about them potentially trying to move up to pick you know, within the top 10 for a cornerback in either Patrick Sertan or um, – or J.C. Horn, who ended up, of course, going to our division rival, the Carolina Panthers and uh, Julian Council. But they didn't weren't able to get that done. They weren't willing to pay a quote-unquote king's ransom to the Broncos, which included three first-round picks in order to make that happen. And so instead, they stood pat and they drafted this traitsy 280-pound, six-foot-five-plus long defensive end that has a just rush of pass rushing moves and just needs to have a better plan going into uh, what it is that he's wanting to do. You have a potentially nearing the end of his career, Cam Jordan at this point on the other side of 30, you have a Marcus Davenport that hasn't fully reached his two first potential as everybody calls him on Saints Twitter and has this year and next year's fifth year option to prove that he can develop and turn into something. If Peyton Turner leapfrogs Marcus Davenport at any point, he's guaranteed long-term consideration for, and at least five years on this roster. So I would look for him to be the guy that might have the most uh, substantial long-term impact in terms of what he could potentially develop into. Now, you already mentioned the quarterback 
competition. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that's going to be sort of the big storyline entering training camp. But in addition to that, is there another position group or another position battle that you're keeping your eye on and outsiders like my listeners uh, in terms of uh, Saints coverage, you know, should be paying attention to that could have some significant ramifications as fall? Yeah, I mean, I think that there are some pretty – I don't know that I have anything, you know, kind of um, – remarkable to point out at all. I mean, I think everything is pretty clear and obvious. I mean, you have the quarterback position, you have that cornerback spot, the secondary spot across uh, Marshall and Lattimore. That's incredibly important. They lost Shadora Jenkins there right now. It seems like the most logical person to plug in there would be Patrick Robinson, who's up and down at, at best and has mostly done his best work in the slot. So putting him on the outside might raise some question marks. There's been some off season conversation between the saints and Richard Sherman, but nothing that has led to any type of actual signing at this point, and I don't know how much further that's going to progress, but now that the Saints somehow have magically opened up $11.6 million of salary cap space, perhaps they become a more uh, a more reasonable landing spot for a free agent that's looking for a spot and a starting opportunity. So that would probably be the most important spot that I would look at. Defensive interior next to David Onyemata would be another one that I would watch because, again, this team has really hung its laurels on being a great run-stopping team, and the defensive interior has been a big part of that. And so whoever wins that spot next to David Onyemata, whether it's Shai Tuttle, whether it's Malcolm Roach, uh, uh, Glasgow, that, uh, the Ryan Glasgow, who they signed before the season last year, there's a couple of options there and then other options on the market. That would be another spot that I would watch out for. And then lastly, I guess I'll point out the wide receiver two position, but that's kind of – a yearly thing at this point. Who's going to be the guy opposite Michael Thomas catching passes? We'll have to see exactly how that's going to work out, whether it's Traquan Smith or one of these other guys that could potentially end up uh, winning that role. I went into this podcast feeling pretty good about myself, but then hearing that the Saints have more cap space than the Falcons um, <laughs> currently, you know, makes me feel and- some t- and, and they have the opportunity to, to create more because before July 15th, they want to get Marcus Williams extended and they have to get a long-term deal done with him before that franchise tag deadline. So if they do that, expect them to knock that $10.6 million cap hit down around maybe another six, seven, eight million dollars here in 2021. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> salary cap is a lie. If, if you still not believing it, but Ross, I, I really do appreciate you coming on and, and sharing your insight into the Saints team, and I'm looking forward to sort of um, where some of these various storylines that we've talked about on today's episode, where they lead the Saints team going into the season. Obviously, we have quite a ways before uh, we probably get a, another opportunity to talk. You know, with the Falcons facing the Saints in, in Week Nine and then in Week Seventeen, but uh, definitely. Uh, appreciate you coming on and, and share with our listeners, although I'm sure they may not necessarily take you up on this offer, but <laughs> share with our listeners where they can find your Saints coverage uh, and what you got coming for the uh, listeners that check out the Lockdown Saints podcast this summer. Yeah, absolutely, man. Always a pleasure. I look forward to those week nine and week 17 crossovers. And of course, we'll have our we'll have another big deal coming up before the season as well that folks will, will learn about as we continue through. But uh, yeah, if you're interested at all for any reason, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson Nola. That probably hurts your soul a little bit as Falcons fans to do so. But, uh, you know, a lot of information over the Locked on Saints podcast. We're still five days a week here over the course of the offseason and, and or getting back to five days a week as we get closer and closer to training camp here. So 
So uh, making sure that everybody knows every name on the roster heading into camp, previewing every one of the opponents, and also taking a look as well all throughout at uh, what it is that the New Orleans Saints are looking for when it comes to these big question marks that they have at linebacker, uh, quarterback, cornerback, wide receiver, tight end, so on and so forth. So it's a great place to grab the information in you know half an hour or less about a rival team that you're going to want to keep an eye out on here throughout the offseason. Absolutely. Nothing like hate week. Uh, and we'll get to that in <laughs> November. Uh, so certainly trying to plant the seeds to sort of, you know, have informed hatred, I guess you could That's say, right. for, That's right. for Falcon and same fans uh, across this rivalry uh, moving forward. So again, Ross, appreciate you joining me on today's episode. Look forward to our future conversations. Such a pleasure, buddy. See you soon. All right, guys, there you have it. Our first of our NFC South Summer Series previewing the other NFC South rival teams there with Ross Jackson of the Locked On Saints podcast. And tomorrow we got part two of that, talking with Julian Council, the host of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Get some insights into Sam Darnold and that Panthers defense, as well as other topics. And we'll probably wrap up the week doing our special teams training camp preview, getting back to the Falcons um, and talking about, you know, the most important phase of the game, the one that matters the most, of course, special teams. And the next week we'll wrap up our NFC South summer series with the Bucks, And then we'll, you know, I got to start cranking out these positional previews because I still got a couple positions to get through uh, before training camps start up the week after that. So uh, that's the plan right now. So, uh, you know, if you want to provide any feedback or you have any questions, because certainly we'll have some opportunities, probably that opening week of training camp uh, based off of my current schedule to do some Q&As. Uh, so by all means, send those in now. And of course, you can send them in to the Twitter account, which is Locked on Falcons, the Facebook account, which is Locked on Falcons, or you can send an email to Locked on Falcons at mail.com. Appreciate it, guys. Till then. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.